0: Hello and welcome to Agile at Lundbeck. We've all heard about Agile, but what exactly is it? On Agile at Lundbeck, we ask various stakeholders to give their take on your questions about Agile, so you understand it, form and inform your own opinions, and maybe even implement it when it makes sense. I'm Anna Solberg, and this is Agile at Lundbeck. Today we're talking to Morton Cronell. Morten is currently Head of Neuroscience. Morten has been with Lundbeck for nine years in a variety of roles in R&D. And now he has also experienced Agile because he was one of Lundbeck's first Agile product owners in R&D. On this episode, he talks about why mindset matters for Agile, his learnings and what he has implemented in his daily work after the project was completed. Hi, Morten. Hi, Anna. I'm very excited to have you here today. Because, of course, you have been the product owner on one of the very first frontrunners that we had in R&D in Agile. So did you know much about Agile before that project?
1: I knew absolutely nothing about Agile when we started.
0: Same story. I remember that when I started to, and I was very honored to be on the Agile journey. And my first reaction was, what is it? And isn't it just for software? Did you have similar reaction?
1: Completely similar reactions. I had a friend working with software and uh, he said, this is old stuff. I've done this for 15 years. And I was a little, so is it really the right thing to apply for Lundberg? But with a curious mindset, it sounded really interesting.
0: So do you remember why we picked Magli at the time?
1: I think uh, one of the reasons is that the Magli program at that point had a lot of complexity and a lot of cross-functional interactions, as many of our projects, of course. But it was a project with the four different compounds and also with one of the compound going into four different indications. So it was truly a need to see if you could reduce complexity and if you could have working methods that could bring you to fast conclusions so you could guide the overall program direction in the, in the right manner. So that could have been one of the reasons why we picked this as a pilot.
0: And what do you think Agile added?
1: I think to me, Agile was a new tool in the toolbox of uh, project management, but I think it goes beyond just being project management, especially because uh, the mindset is so important in Agile as well. Everybody says, I'm very Agile, I can change from A to B and all that. But it's much more than that. You have to go one step deeper and really understand what does it take in a rational manner to change from A to B. And I think if you get acquainted to the Agile methodology, you can do that.
0: So if you think overall about the methodology and then the mindset and how it all impacted one another, then what actually made the biggest impact?
1: The methodology is valuable in driving an agile mindset. That you can actually be rational about ag- agility in general. is not only about speed. It's about generating a better product in a shorter time, but never compromising on quality. I would claim that we obtained that we delivered faster than we normally would do on the task we use it for. And I truly believe that the quality was not compromised.
0: Can you give a few examples of the tools or methods that you have used?
1: Certainly. One of the things that is a key to Agile is the daily stand And we were a little reluctant in the beginning. We said, is it really necessary for us to be there every single day? But then we had the proper guidance, so it was kept to a minimum. So we spent like 15 minutes every single morning. And we all came to the conclusion that the alignment you have during these 15 minutes and the focus you need to actually do things in 15 minutes was very beneficial. So what we did there was that we used it in a very strict manner. So we briefed upon what should be obtained today, what have we done since yesterday. And then we also use it to clarify whether person A need to speak to person B in a separate setting. So we really try to prevent having these content discussions at the sprints, but only have to the alignment about are we progressing in the right manner towards our end product. So the daily standups really worked well. Then we did all this uh, in the middle of the uh, corona pandemic when we were all home. We had uh, a virtual version that also worked very nicely. We used, a, it was called Trello, but where you, you have on your screen a whiteboard and you can put on notes that will be equivalent to a notepad and you can move around. So I think that gives one, for us, a very good overview of uh, where we were heading, but also for the sponsors that we haven't touched upon yet, but the sponsors also have a very nice overview, not that they should interfere with everything, but there was complete transparency about what are we doing, in which direction are we heading, and how far. And that's also one of the things I really liked about Agile that you have the awareness and the availability to the sponsors. Of course, you should not overburden them. So you have these fixed time points uh, where you actually interact with the sponsors. And again, to me, that was really beneficial to have these uh, regular check-ins. So we were certain, again, that we spent the resources in the right manner to keep us on what we both us and the sponsor believed was the right track towards our product.
0: So how often did you meet with the sponsors?
1: We had a regular interaction. If we have two weeks uh, sprint, then we have uh, two regular interactions. So one intermediate interaction after a week. And then when we actually presented the, f- the, the final product of that specific sprint. And then uh, I think this was uh, new when everybody was very excited about it. If it was needed, all the sponsors were very willing to have a, a small little discussion about it, if there was clarifications.
0: If we return to those meetings with sponsors that you had, I assume that it was not the end product, uh, ready, fleshed out, uh, completely 100% shiny version of the product that you were bringing to them.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right, Anna. And I think that is also one of the strengths about uh, agile methodology. You work with this concept called a minimum viable product. And I think this is, again, uh, that goes to the mindset. It's a very important way of thinking that you do not have to be 100% perfect when you start or when you actually have interactions with your sponsors or any kind of key stakeholders. It is okay that that you actually have some uncertainties that you still have to clarify. I actually think it's more than okay. I think it's beneficial. If you have to move an idea or generate a product from a starting point, it's a process that takes a total of two months. The the chances you you can actually foresee exactly where do you want to go is not very high. So I think if you have an initial alignment with your sponsors or your stakeholders about what are we talking about, in which direction are we heading, then you offer off a good start. And then you create at every single interaction point you have with your stakeholders or with your sponsors, this minimum viable product idea. So you do what is necessary to bring you forward. And then you check in with your sponsors, whether they also still think that you are on the right trajectory. Because if you don't do that, It can actually be that you as a group, you are all certain that everything is fine. You are creating a perfect product here two months down the road. And then it's very demotivating if you actually deliver that product and everybody believed we did a good job. And maybe they did, but the trajectory was wrong because there was no interactions with the sponsors. So I think we really benefited from this minimum viable product. So we had these regular check-ins all the time towards the end final product we had. And then we could make these small adjustments if the trajectory was not what the sponsors expected.
0: And of course, now that you have changed positions here in lundbeck congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Again. And is there something that you're going to take with you out of PPM to the new role?
1: Certainly. And again, now I'm back in research where it all started. And I think there's a lot of things you can actually take with you. And I think uh, that goes for all the different functions we have at Lundbeck. Because uh, as I see it, and as I've experienced Agile, it is not uh, bound to a certain area. I truly believe you can apply it in irrespectively of which area you're working in at Lundbeck. So again, it's not for everything, but there is clearly something where we can use uh, Agile methodology in research as well. Uh, and I think we will do two different kind of approaches. We will simply take a look at, do we have processes that could benefit from having Agile as a working principle? And I'm sure there will be that. If we have in a leadership team, for example, a certain thing we have to solve. So instead of kicking the can down the road for two months, we simply say, now we do it and we have two weeks to deliver. And then we do a sprint and we deliver on that. So from these two different perspectives, as a very concrete thing you have to solve, but also as an evaluation of if there is any process or method in general in research that would benefit from having Agile as a working principle.
0: Thank you very much. It was uh, so great to talk to you and also to see from your perspective of how Agile can live further in the organization.
1: You are more than welcome and thanks a lot for the invitation.
0: Thank you for being here today.